You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, everybody? Welcome in to the Friday episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. That's right. We're closing out the week. We're doing so in style. My name is Kevin McGuire. I'm the editor of NittanyLionsWire.com on the USA Today Sports Media Group and a contributor to AthlonSports.com. Lots of stuff to get into in today's episode, but if you're still looking to catch up and get all the analysis of what just went down in the NFL draft, including Penn State with a couple of first-round picks, you got to make sure to check out the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Host Trevor Sikima, Benjamin Solak, they've got recaps and analysis of the entire 2021 NFL Draft, and they're already looking ahead to next year's future first-round picks, which could very well include... Uh, Penn State offensive lineman, which we talked about in yesterday's podcast. So make sure you follow the Locked On NFL Draft podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. While you're at it, make sure you're following the Locked On Nittany Lions podcast as well. We're on the Odyssey app. We're on wherever you get your podcasts. Keep leaving those five-star ratings and reviews and take a screenshot of them. Send them to us on our Twitter account, at LockedOnNittany. We're going to give you a special shout-out at random at some point during the week, especially on Friday. So follow this podcast wherever you get your podcast, so you have their feed automatically updated as soon as those episodes do become available. And of course, connect with us on our social media platforms. We're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch, all using the same username of Locked On Nittany. So give us a follow, give us a like, send us your questions, send us your comments at any time, and we'll try to work them into the upcoming podcast as well. So lots of ways to stay connected, lots of ways to stay up to date with your Penn State podcasting fix right here from Locked on Nittany Lines. Without any further ado, let's go ahead and get into today's episode. And I want to start with some of the latest developments that are coming out down in the South, uh, specifically in the state of Georgia, where the Georgia governor has signed an NLI bill into law, and it will allow Georgia student-athletes to start receiving endorsement money, I believe, on either June 1st or July 1st. I forget which one it was off the top of my head. But basically, later this summer, uh, any student athlete in the state of Georgia will be able to legally accept endorsement compensation. Um, there are some little stipulations with the law that say that a school can actually take up to 75% of that endorsement money and split it amongst its other student athletes. But from the reactions that I'm seeing from some people that I've talked with on Twitter, it doesn't look as though that many schools are going to be opting to go that route. Although the, the door is open there. But I don't see where the benefit would be for a school like Georgia or Georgia Tech to say, all right, uh, star wide receiver, you can accept whatever endorsement money you want. But we're getting 75% of that. We're going to distribute that to the masses. I, I, I don't see that really being a real big problem moving forward as far as uh, you know, schools interfering with endorsement money. In fact, that would be the ultimate death sentence for any school that does go and follow that practice because what player is going to accept that when they have other options available? But the Georgia law is just the latest in a growing movement on a state-by-state basis to allow players or student-athletes to receive endorsements for the use of their name, image, or likeness. That's what NLI is, name, likeness, or image. Uh, so this is something that's continuing to to grow and grow. It's kind of getting ahead of the NCAA as the NCAA is going to restructure its official rules to allow players to uh, receive endorsements without penalty. 
states are basically just forcing the issue and kind of speeding up the timeline for how this is all going to play out. Uh, so we've seen this in other states down in the south, and it's pretty notable that the states that have SEC schools are probably at the forefront of a lot of this that's going on right now. Uh, so we will certainly be keeping an eye on what some of the other states, uh, certainly around the Big Ten, are going to be doing moving forward. I would imagine that at some point in time, Pennsylvania will be joining that fold as well. Uh, what that means for schools like Penn State and Pitt and Temple, you know, it probably puts them on the same level playing field. But again, we're eventually going to get to a point in time anyway where the NCAA is going to allow it without any issue. So. I did see uh, recently Dan Mullen, the head coach of Florida, put out on his Twitter account that the state of Florida has to go ahead and uh, allow for NLI compensation as well. Uh, so it's just one of those things that coaches are going to be speaking out. And eventually, James Franklin's probably going to have to touch on the subject as well. I, I'm not trying to stir up any controversy here. I, I do think that it is time for players that are playing college football, playing college basketball, allow them the opportunities to cash in on their own likeness. It's been far too long. I've been long arguing the fact that it's time to make some changes to the game. This is not the same NCAA structure that existed in the 1950s, 1960s. The games have evolved. The sports world has evolved. The, ex the access to all of these players has immensely evolved. Uh, with social media, just the fact that there are so many media rights deals out there. There's so much money out there through endorsements and television contracts for the conferences and schools to share. It is long overdue for the players to be able to reap some of the rewards directly. And that's what I've been saying for I don't know how many years at this point, but it is looking like we are going to be moving forward into an era where more and more student athletes are not only going to get more say in where they can or cannot transfer, but also what kind of financial compensation they're going to receive for the use of their name, image, and likeness. I'm all for it. I think at some point Pennsylvania will be on board with that as well. It's certainly something we're going to be keeping real close tabs on moving forward as we continue to see more and more states go ahead and move forward with this particular movement. It's going to happen. It's going to happen everywhere. Some old school folks may not particularly like this, but this is a good thing for the student athletes. And I've always been on record. I'm all for whatever is good for the student athlete individually. That's why I've been long arguing that schools should not be able to determine where a player can or cannot transfer. If a player wants to transfer, he or she should be able to transfer wherever they want, wherever they can get in, and there should be absolutely no interference from the school that they're going to. And I would hope that certainly in the state of Georgia that none of these schools are going to be interfering with these players' uh, endorsement rights and compensation. There's no reason why a school should be able to come in and say, we're going to take up to 75% of your endorsement money and spread it around for the entire rest of the student-athletes that are in this program. I don't think that that's going to be a problem, but it's certainly a possibility. I just think it would be ridiculous if a school did that. You may not have been paying attention, but there is a college football season that is winding down as we speak right now. The FCS playoffs are coming down across the finish line. They've got the semifinals going up this weekend. So, of course, I went to bet online and I checked the latest odds to see which of these four teams is the favorite to win it all right now. Now that North Dakota State is out of the mix... 
who is the new favorite in the FCS? It is South Dakota State at minus 175. They're going to be hosting the Delaware Blue Hens, who are the longest shot right now remaining at plus 800. It's going to be a tough matchup for Delaware to go on the road to South Dakota State and come out of there with a win to get into the championship game. But they are still alive. They are still ticking. They've already got a couple of road wins under their belt already in these playoffs. So why not go out and knock off the favorite and clinch your spot in the national championship game? Of course, the winner of that game is going to be taking on James Madison and Sam Houston State. Uh, Sam Houston State, always a fun program. Coached by former Delaware head coach Casey Keeler. You can get James Madison at plus 275 or Sam Houston at plus 325 to win it all right now. So South Dakota State, certainly the easy favorite. I sort of like James Madison. I'm not going to sleep on James Madison. I know Delaware hasn't lost a game this year. I would love to see a Delaware-James Madison matchup for that CAA bragging rights after the controversy that went into uh, this potential uh, season with the regular season. But nonetheless, you can get these playoff odds right now at BetOnline. And BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all the sports actions. So make sure you check them all out for odds, prop bets, you name it, they've got it covered. All you have to do is go to the website, betonline.ag. You can do it on your phone, your desktop, your laptop. Sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on top of your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Well, we are going into the summer months as we're still on the first week of May, or actually wrapping up the first week of May, which means that the Penn State Coaches Caravan is coming up just around the corner. It's going to be here before you know it. Now, of course, this is a little bit of a different approach to a caravan. Remember, in recent years, they would actually bus these coaches around the state of Pennsylvania, get a chance to meet with the alums and the donors, all that good stuff. And it was pretty cool events. Uh, a lot of people seem to like them, enjoy them, enjoy the access and getting the opportunities to speak directly to the head coaches of all the different sports programs. Obviously, the football coach is going to be the headliner, maybe with the men's basketball coach, and of course, James Franklin, Micah Shrewsbury. They're going to be involved in the upcoming virtual coaches caravan. This is going to be taking place from June 1st to the 3rd, and each day on the caravan will feature four different coaches that get a chance to talk to the alums, answer some questions. Penn State football head coach James Franklin will be the headliner on that first day of the virtual caravan. He'll be speaking on June 1st. Other coaches that will be speaking that same day include Jeff Tambroni, the men's lacrosse coach, Erica Downback, the women's soccer coach, and Clarissa Crowell, uh, the softball coach at Penn State. On day two, it's going to be the big day for the new men's basketball coach, Micah Shrewsbury. In fact, the second day of the caravan will be focused on basketball because in addition to Shrewsbury, they're also going to roll out Carolyn Kager, the women's basketball coach. You're also going to get Sarah Brown, women's gymnastics coach, and men's ice hockey coach Guy Godowski is going to get a chance to speak as well. So a couple of names to really certainly keep an eye on there. Obviously, with Micah Shrewsbury being the new head basketball coach and looking to turn things around in a big way for this uh, long, desperate basketball program. Also, Guy Godowski uh, took some blame for the way that the hockey season went down. It was certainly not quite up to par with where they thought they were, especially compared to a year ago. Uh, so you'll get, probably get some interesting thoughts from both those coaches as well as the other two that will be uh, speaking on that same day. Uh, June 3rd, third day of the coaches' caravan will include Russ Rose, the women's volleyball coach, Cal Sanderson, the wrestling coach, Shara Moray Curtis, the uh, field hockey coach, and Jeff Cook, the men's soccer coach. So I've said before that Penn State athletics programs have a lot of success to speak of. 
And while the focus is largely always going to be on the football program, first and foremost, for many potential reasons, there is no reason to kind of overlook all the success that is being had around uh, this program. And the coaches I just mentioned, there are some really good winning coaches right there. Uh, You know, Cal Sanderson, wrestling coach, there's no question that he is probably the best coach that Penn State has on the payroll right now, all things considered. Uh, Guy Godowski, like I said, just had a disappointing season, but the work that he has done in building this hockey program as quickly as they have and to make it as successful and uh, you know building their reputation the way that they have in recent years in a short period of time has been very impressive. So I think that the future outlook for the hockey program still looks incredibly good, especially with the Big Ten getting things uh, continued going with their conference play. And then, of course, Mike Shrewsbury uh, stepping in. Nowhere to go but up. James Franklin has certainly established himself as a very successful coach. Uh, Jeff Tambroni, men's lacrosse program, has been very good, although they got eliminated from the Big Ten tournament this year. But there is a lot to like about the athletics program and their current situation, all things considered. And it would be nice if the football program could make it into the college football playoff. Maybe that's going to happen one of these years. I'm not ready to say that it's going to happen this year, but I do think with all the coaches that Penn State has currently employed right now, there is not one program that is in a bad spot. The men's basketball program is probably the weakest link out of all of them right now. However, uh, Michael Shrewsbury comes into this program with a lot of high praise from some very notable names that had worked with him before. So there is reason to be optimistic about what the future holds for Penn State basketball. And I'll be very curious to see what kind of questions he gets asked and how he answers them. I will be very curious to see what kind of questions get thrown at James Franklin and how he'll answer them. And I'll be very interested to see what questions you guys have for these coaches. And if you're wondering if you're going to be able to attend this, no, it is virtual. As I said, you do have to register to be a part of it. And you have to be a member of the Penn State Alumni Association or the Nittany Lions Club. It is free to join this, but you have to register ahead of time. And you have to be a member of one of those two organizations to be able to get in. I would imagine if you're a member of both organizations, you probably get super, super access. And you're probably guaranteed to be able to ask a question. But don't quote me on that. But. I know that this is something that a lot of alums get excited for, and it's it's certainly different this year still, uh, understandably so. And hopefully this time next year, we'll be talking about an actual caravan that's bussing around the state in those nice big RVs uh, front that are decked out in all the Penn State gear. It'll be nice to see that return somewhere down the line. But for right now, Penn State's doing what they can in order to get their coaches out and talking to you directly. You, the Penn State fans, you get a chance to ask the questions, you get a chance to hear the responses, and this is really what it's all about. It's obviously a a big event on the off-season schedule for pretty much all the sports, and I'm very much looking forward to seeing it return to its normal routine, hopefully this time next year. But I've got a question for you. What's your favorite Built Bar flavor? By now, you probably know what mine is. I'm a big fan of the orange. I also like the coconut puff, and they have so many different flavors that I don't feel like I can make the wrong decision. I feel like any flavor that I'm choosing is going to be a good one, and I think you're going to find out the same thing. But here's the thing. 
of all their flavors that they have on their regular basis, they're always adding in other flavors that are available for a limited time or they bring a flavor back due to popular demand and it is always a joyous occasion. So you got to follow them on Twitter at bar underscore built and you're going to get the inside info as soon as the new items are released and you do want to take advantage of this because once they announce something, they go so quickly and that's because they are super popular. And if you don't know what to get your mom for Mother's Day, order her a box of Built Bars. I'm telling you, it's better than a box of chocolates. So go to BuiltBar.com right now and use the promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Once again, use the promo code LOCKED15, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. How about a five-star Friday shout-out to our buddy Tim Tolley? Thanks for the five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Have yourself a five-star weekend. So one of the big storylines that we were following during Penn State's spring football practices is what exactly is going to happen with the quarterback situation. And asked at the beginning of the spring whether or not Penn State would be going into the transfer portal to add a quarterback. James Franklin made it clear that, yes, they would very likely be doing that once they evaluate all their options that are already on the roster, but they have to find somebody who is the right fit. And I'm wondering if the right fit maybe just came on the market. So yesterday, LSU quarterback TJ Finley officially entered the transfer portal. Uh, This is a big quarterback, 6'6", 250 pounds, but he is a pro-style quarterback. A lot of people have compared him to Felipe Franks, the former Florida quarterback. And because he is a pro-style quarterback, I'm wondering just off the top of my head if whether or not he could potentially be a fit for what Penn State is trying to do. So Max Johnson is probably going to be the starter for LSU. So it looked like TJ Finley, who had a pretty rough spring, is going to need a clean slate. What better place to go for a clean slate than a program like Penn State, where he won't be asked to be the starter right away. But he does have some starting experience in the event that Penn State needs to take a break from Sean Clifford for whatever reason, like they did last year, or if Sean Clifford gets banged up. T.J. Finley has started games in the SEC. He has shown some glimpses of some very positive outcomes. He does have some questionable decision-making, and I saw this firsthand. I covered a lot of LSU games last year for LSU Tigers Wire. So I saw some of the good. I saw some of the bad. I saw the young quarterback who is kind of thrown into a starting quarterback mix because LSU had their own quarterback injury to deal with early on in the year. And they were trying to figure things out as well. It was similar to what Penn State was going through. It was a rough offensive year for the teams that I was covering last year. Uh, LSU was certainly a struggle as far as offense was concerned. And the quarterback was kind of up and down all season long. When TJ Finley had his opportunities, he looked good in some moments, but then he took a step back. He took two steps back, took one step forward, took two steps back. Eventually, Max Johnson proved to be the guy that I think a lot of people expected is going to be more consistent with LSU. And he looks like he's going to be the starter for the Tigers uh, going into this year, or at least he's the favorite. So TJ Finley certainly could use a, uh, a new approach. And this is kind of difficult because he isn't somebody that Penn State originally recruited, but that could also be because he is a Louisiana native. Uh, it was very likely he was going to be going to LSU, and that probably swayed a lot of schools from not even bothering to make an attempt here because if you're in Louisiana and LSU is a possibility, you're going to be going to LSU. That's just the way it is down there. There were some other schools that got in on the bidding for him, uh, including SEC schools like Arkansas and Auburn, but Oregon made it, took a look. Uh, Kentucky was another SEC team, North Carolina, and Louisiana Tech. 
uh, non-powers conference, but right there in the state of Louisiana. So it was probably never even on the radar for James Franklin and his coaching staff. But this could be a little bit different because with Mike Yurcich, you're looking for somebody who is a little bit more of a pro-style quarterback. And this could potentially be that fit. So I'll be very curious to see where TJ Finley pops up on the transfer radar for Penn State. And I said before, at the end of spring practices, Penn State's quarterback addition through the transfer portal may not have even been in the transfer portal at that time. So one of the things I told you to watch for was the quarterbacks that now the spring football practices are wrapping up around the country, which quarterbacks are entering the transfer portal. TJ Finley has entered the transfer portal. This could be a potential pairing just to keep an eye on. And I'll be very curious to see if TJ Finley is deemed somebody who fits what Penn State is looking for. I think he has a lot of what Penn State would be looking for in a transfer portal addition. Big guy, pro-style quarterback, very durable, still has some room to grow, but you give him a chance to work with Mike Yurcich, I think that puts him in a good situation. And again, he has starting experience already. That's something that nobody else on the quarterback room has at Penn State other than Sean Clifford, and that's what you're looking for. You're looking for somebody who has some starting experience or at least some experience of playing college football. TJ Finley has that. Hasn't always been necessarily good, but it is better than none. And I think that that's what Penn State is looking for. So TJ Finley, keep an eye on him and see if there's any interest from Penn State as they continue to search the options in that transfer portal. Well, that's going to do it for me today on Locked On Nittany Lions, but don't go anywhere. The Locked On Podcast Network has you covered with all the great sports content out there. Make sure you check out the Locked On Today podcast where you can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Host Peter Rukowski, he's going to update you on all the latest news in every major sport, and he's going to do so with the help of all of our local experts across the Locked On Podcast Network. So follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Basically, whatever podcasting app you're using to listen to my voice right now, make sure you're listening to Peter Bukowski's voice as well. Also, check out Ben Stevens over at Locked On Big Ten, continuing NFL draft coverage, uh, recapping everything that went down as far as Big Ten players are concerned. Uh, Lots of great stuff over there on the Locked On Big Ten podcast. In the meantime, make sure you are following Locked On Nittany Lions on your favorite podcasting app, including that Odyssey app, and leave those five-star ratings and reviews wherever possible. Take a screenshot of them, and maybe you'll get our next five-star Friday shout-out this time next week. We're available on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitch, all using the username of Locked On Nittany, so make sure you give us a follow and give us a like. I am Kevin McGuire. You can follow me on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. Check out all the Penn State coverage we have to offer at NittanyLionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. And, of course, check out my continuing college football coverage over on AthlonSports.com. I've also got a Patreon at Patreon.com slash Kevin McGuire. Guys, thank you so much for hanging with me this week. Let's do it again next week. Make sure you have a great, safe weekend. Enjoy the weather if you can. I know it's going to be a little bit rainy in my neck of the woods. Hopefully, it's going to be better where you are. So stay safe, have a great weekend, and let's do it all again starting Monday.